Welcome to my audio podcast. This is a daily devotional with me, Swen, your host. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to a daily devotional with me, Swen. It's an honor to have you online with me. And today we're going to be looking at Matthew 27 verses 32 to 66. And we're going to read some scriptures short for a little bit. I'm going to share a quick devotional thought of what stands out to me that will be helpful, hopefully for you as well. And then, boom, we're going to pray right at the end. So let's get um, right into that now. Reason is because I'm worried about load shedding that's going to happen soon. So this is what the scripture says in Matthew 27. Along the way, they came across a man named Simon, who was from Cyrene. And the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross. And they went out to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. The soldiers gave Jesus wine mixed with bitter gall. And when he had tasted it, he refused to drink it. After they had nailed him to the cross, the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. When they sat around and kept guard as he hung there, a sign was fastened above Jesus' head, announcing the charge against him. It read, this is Jesus, the king of... The king of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and the other on his left. The people passing shouted abuse, shaking their heads in mockery. Look at you now, they yelled at him. You said you were doing you were going to destroy the temple and build it in three days. Well then, if you are the Son of God, save yourself and come down from the cross. The leading priests and the teachers of religious law and the elders also mocked Jesus. He saved others, they scoffed. But he can't save himself. So he is the king of Israel, is he? Let him come down from the cross right now and we'll believe in him. He trusted God, so let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. Even the, two revolu- even the revolutionaries who were crucified with him ridiculed him in the same way. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus yelled, it called with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lema shabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah, and one of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. But the rest said, wait, let's see whether Elijah comes to save him. When Jesus shouted again, he released his spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split apart, tombs opened, and bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised to the dead, from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem, and appeared to many people. The Roman officer and other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all that had happened. They said, this man truly was the son of God. And many women who came from Galilee with Jesus to care for him were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee. As evening approached, Joseph, a rich man from Arimathea, who had come 
who had become a follower of Jesus, went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. And Pilate issued an order to release it to him. And Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a long sheet of a clean linen cloth. He placed it in his own new tomb, which had been carved out of the rock. Then he rolled a great stone across the entrance and left. Both Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting across from the tomb and watching. I'm just going to leave it there for a moment because I think, I think we've read plenty there. I'm just going to pray, God, I pray that this word would really find its way into our heart. Help us to know what to do with what we've got, what we've just read, God. In Jesus' name, amen. So what gets me so much about this passage of scripture, it actually just... It kind of takes my breath away. I don't know if you've ever had that when you've read scripture and it's just like, that is crazy. That is wild. How could that actually happen? You know, how, how, how could they have allowed that to happen? When we, when we read this, we don't read Jesus' death as a bumper sticker. We don't read it as a bedtime story that we would tell kids. We read it as this, this traumatic and abusive and violent act against Jesus. You know, that, that he was mocked, the maker of heaven and earth, mocked, beaten, bruised. And they keep, kept on heaping insults on him. And even if you notice, they tested him by saying, Hey, if, if you're the son of God, like come off that cross and we'll believe you. You saved others, save yourself and we'll put our faith in you. And I always wonder, Jesus, why, why didn't you get off that cross? But I heard this once said that it wasn't the nails that kept him on that cross. That it was his love for us that kept him on that cross. You see, if Jesus climbed off the cross and they believed in him there, he would not have been able to atone for the sin of the world against God. He needed to finish what was started in order that our sin might be fully forgiven. That's how much God loves us. That's how much Jesus loves us. So when I read this, I think of how sad it is. I think about how it was my sin and your sin, not just the world's sin, that actually put Jesus on that cross. But it was his love for us that kept him on the cross that kept him suffering, that kept him there hanging on the tree. All, even though all those insults were coming, even though all these bad things were coming, the pain must have been excruciating. And you know what happened? It says that the, 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 the curtain, when he died, the curtain that was between the Holy of Holies and the most holy place, like the most holy place and the holy place, it tore and this had never happened before. It tore, not from the bottom up, because man would tear it from the bottom up, but from the top down, as if God broke the separation between the most holy place and the holy place. He tore the separation between God and man, that it no longer needed a human priest, because Jesus became the priest, and he took us, because of forgiveness of sin, took us into the very presence of God. That's a wonderful thing that you and I have access to the presence of God every single day of our lives because what Jesus accomplished that day.
I mean, a lot of other crazy things happen. People were raised to the head, raised from the dead and all that. Amazing things happen when we follow Jesus. But I'll, honestly, if I could leave one thing, it's just maybe today to reflect on what the cross means for you and how much God loves you. I'd love you to reflect and to think about that because that's what I'll be thinking about, about how much God loves me, cares about me, and that is extended to you. That's why he says, doesn't matter how far we've fallen, doesn't matter how much sin we've committed, doesn't matter what road we find this message on today, the fact that he broke the barrier between man and God means that everyone who believes in him may come to him through repenting of their sin and believing in Jesus. I hope this helps you today and encourages, and I'd love to just close up with a prayer for you. Father, I just thank you so much for each person that is taking the time to watch and listen to this. I pray, God, that you would reveal to us the depth of your love and grace. We repent of our sin. We're so sorry, God. Forgive us and help us to follow you because you've laid your life down so that we could live and have eternal life in the presence of our Father. I thank you today in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys and I'll see you again in future videos. Take care.